This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, what I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Hope everybody's having a great week. It is Monday, not a Sunday that I'm doing this right now, which is absolutely weird. It's been like this for the last few weeks. Ever since I've been adding on all these extra editions of the show, these exclusives, and now these video versions, it has kind of shifted things. I don't necessarily want to do it on Sunday, but if I'm doing extra content, then stuff gets rolled over, so to speak. So here I am. The Prime Show is on a Monday this week, so let's see how this goes, and if it continues, it just continues, but, you know, I'll have all the time in the world to do stuff uh, in this case, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, Um, some more gaming news, of course, and at our top of the show, which is our talk topic of the week, we will be reviewing Superman Man of Tomorrow, finally get a chance to talk about that, Uh, meant to do that ages ago but again so much content was coming in and i had to do extra work so things got pushed over and other situations came that took precedence so we're going to talk about it today finally especially because you know dc fandom actually did their second day event or you know second day or second week event whatever you want to call it so we will talk about that and i believe from what i was told shout out to brennan on uh the acmg facebook group he actually said that they were uh, doing a free screening for their 24-hour event uh, on air. So if you were watching DC Fandom, you may have got a chance to see the movie. Uh, but if not, it is available on digital. And plus, there's some extra features in the digital version as well, especially if you uh, have an Apple TV or iOS. I highly recommend getting it on air as opposed to maybe the other outlets because sometimes the other outlets don't... Like, I, I Really, honestly, I stopped getting it from playstation and uh, downloaded that because playstation doesn't give you all of the features but now that i have apple tv i'm just gonna get all of my digital content probably from there maybe from amazon prime as well but uh honestly it's uh it's we're gonna talk about that and what i thought about that movie because uh this was to start us hopefully something more to come with that movie as well but we got some news to talk about in the world of our favorite fandom so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg All 
right, so we're going to continue on some gaming news because there was news that popped up, I believe, as always, right after I finished doing the Select Start podcast uh, with that information. But this had to be talked about. And you know what's funny about this information, this news that I got was based upon the developers that was announcing this information, I really opted out. Ubisoft had their streaming event that was announcing all these new things that they were coming out with which is not really new like there's nothing new from ubisoft that is directly coming out but there is some stuff that is coming back out which is which is actually pretty big news uh in this case like i i I saw that they were having this um live streaming event announcing all these new things announcing making all these announcements per se and I wasn't necessarily intrigued to want to watch it because I'm not a big Ubisoft fan in a sense of, you know, they make great games or they do make some great games, but it's like they're not they're not consistently making new games in a sense. And, you know, they it, they're hit or miss with me. They had games that they I've played way back in the day, dating back since Nintendo that were awesome, but they don't have the consistency of other companies that i like for me to say like okay i really dig what they're doing and lo and behold when you look at everything now because i wind up you know i I didn't watch it but i do i am part of the mailing subscription so i do get updates on things and it shows everything that they were showing on here um immortal thinks rising was announced so we got uh there was a trailer for that our uh writers republic which these are new ips i guess that they're doing which you know okay i'm not too thrilled but there was a lot of stuff that were being talked about here hyperscape uh is another new one watchdog legion which is uh for watchdog fans that's awesome uh operation shadow legacy rainbow six tom clancy game coming out uh for honor resistance yeah i mean a lot of the games i'm me personally i'm not really you know hyped about roller champions actually roller champions i'm correct i did see a trailer for that a while back ago i may actually be into that uh the division another tom clancy 2 war you know this looks like an expansion all of these are basically expansion packs um of the original game so it's nothing necessarily too new and to say there is some new stuff out there the crew 2 chase looks like another expansion here with really kind of you know stood out for me was some of the announcements of some legendary old titles that came back prince of persia sands of time remake is being revamped and uh put with a new coat of paint (laughs) if you will and that actually looked pretty cool um i wasn't the best prince of persia fan but i do recognize how really awesome that game was and how you know the way that they made that game really it really uh it set a standard i don't want to say it was a game changer but it did set a standard of gameplay especially with the rewind system that we do see a lot of times now is now being uh implemented on certain other games that we you know played now it even nintendo nintendo now has a rewind system on a lot of their uh nintendo online games now so you know sands of time kind of gave it gave a new way of gameplay and in a really fun way of gameplay so the fact that that's coming out it, you know it, it deserves to come back out but this next game that i am going to mention and i heard talks about this there were rumors about this fans have been clamoring for this i have been dying for them to bring this back out and then we got our wish thank you ubisoft because this is the one thing that mattered to me the most the return of scott pilgrim versus the world video game the complete edition is coming to the nintendo switch xbox playstation 4 i believe steam as well and the nintendo switch and i said nintendo switch yes i did say nintendo switch um i am i that was the one thing i literally went bonkers for and when i saw the announcement i mean the trailer just i love that game i love that movie so much and the fact that we're getting that back it's one of the best brawlers it's one of the best konio khan inspired influence you know brawlers that we've ever come across and i I, the replay value of that was just so great i love that game so 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 much 
and the fact that it's coming back is really cool it's coming back holiday season it's going to come with knives child and uh, i forgot the other the roommate uh that they added on with that as well so I, I i can't wait for this i can't wait i've been dying to play this game the last time i played scott pilgrim versus the world was legit was on the xbox when i actually owned the xbox 360 and it was probably one of the best games that i played on there the ones that i enjoyed the most and then shortly afterwards i just stopped playing the xbox and went on to playstation 3 and you know that was that and, and and i just i never saw it again i haven't played it since and i've been dying for it. i'm like this is a game that deserves to come back in some form or fashion ubisoft has finally listened and finally decided to bring this back out and give us the whole shebang i am very happy about this i this cannot come sooner okay i so want to play this now holiday season can we make it like in, in october for halloween we're not getting anything for halloween halloween's been canceled in most states let's get get that us get that to us as a treat that's all i ask um you know or bring in a thanksgiving and i'll be have a lot of reason to be thankful for you know just you know look out i i cannot wait that should not be that much that should be like a 20 dollar uh buy if it's even honestly the game is so good i would i would pay 30 for i love that game i don't want to bring any ideas for it that's just me personally but i i, I predict that it's going to be 1999 or 1499 for that game that's my prediction for that but it is worth it and, and by the way when that comes that come i'm sorry I, I i'm all jittery because of the news here and probably because i had chai tea before i had it here too but when that comes when that game come back out i will absolutely do a look back at that game as well as the movie itself and honestly the funny part was is that i was supposed to do i was planning to do a uh a review a look back at the movie uh because i believe and i might have passed that time already of when that movie premiered because it was just coming up scout program versus the world movie came out 2010 uh, what was the release date? August 13, 2010. Yeah, so I was way late on doing that episode. I planned a while back to just come back and do it on the day of that episode. But uh, obviously, we're too late for that. And But nonetheless, with the game coming back, it's awesome. I could do a select start, you know, looking back at that game. And then, you know, doing a movie, looking back at that movie. Because that movie deserves it. I mean, it's just so awesome. You had, you know, Michael Sarah. Uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Wins uh, Weinstead, who also played Huntress on uh, on the Harley Quinn movie, as well. She was Ramona, who ah my God, Ramona. I don't know why, but they made that that a lot of people crushed on that character. Um, then you also got to see Chris Evans and a former guest of this show, Ruben Langdon. <laughs> who was on his show he played one of the uh, stunt crew for chris evans on air as well audrey i should possibly have him i, I don't know i'll see because we did talk about it on we talked about that if you go on to talktimelive.com forward slash exclusives i interviewed uh one of the first interviews the very first interview which was the fourth of july i had with ruben langdon who is the voice of kin masters and the voice of dante from devil may cry but he's also stuntman number one in scott pilgrim versus the world so we did talk about that we got a chance to talk about that maybe you know what i'll do i'll because if i if i call him up to be on the show it has to be for more than just that because we already talked about that but he's been on the show at least i believe three or four times already but i will play a clip from that first interview on that show and do it that way and that'll 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 work out that'll work out definitely but i mean audrey plaza also i mean just jesus christ that movie was so good and, and the bad part was it didn't make that much money in the box office i think it was a it was a matter of bad timing but for those who saw it we saw something very special a great tribute to video games was in there because the, you know the comic was based on the or the graphic novel was based on you know the love for video games as well there was a lot of tributes and um uh, you know homage was paid to that game I, it's just it was phenomenal the soundtrack phenomenal i mean we're gonna get down to all of that on the episode i'm so gonna celebrate that episode i'm gonna do a whole lot for that episode uh when it comes because that's how much i love that i mean even for the acmg facebook group i might go out on that i i just i i can't wait i am so looking forward to that so um 
let me move on because the whole entire episode will be about that already. But this Wednesday, this may be the news that PlayStation fans have been waiting for because PlayStation will present their new showcase for the PlayStation 5, which will broadcast live on September 16th, just two days away, uh, from 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So get ready. This is the event that people have been waiting for. Many are hoping that we will get a price and a release date for the systems because Xbox has already released the Xbox Series X and X and Series S with the release date of November 10th, 2020 and the price of 499 to 299. This is going to be very interesting now and this is exactly what PlayStation was waiting for. They strategically did this. They were waiting to see what price this is the same thing they did at e3 they did the exact same thing at e3 uh saying that they were gonna uh you know they they waited till xbox said their price and then they lowered it about 100 bucks so we got two different versions of the playstation coming out the digital uh edition which is the one i am aiming for and the the other one for which by the way again kudos to them for thinking about the the uh their target audience here because there's always they realize that it within the community there's the audience who likes the physical copies for some reason and then there's people like me who likes only digital doesn't like a lot of mess and clutter just want a whole hard drive of space to install all of this stuff in so the digital edition it will be out as well so whether that's going to be interesting to see if they're going to price those differently in a sense in the same fashion as what they're doing here i don't know what the s series uh what series s is going to be involved in. i gotta look into that uh but it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to combat these prices because the 390 the 299 one that's an interesting one i gotta look into the series s to see you know why that is so low what is that gonna how does that contrast from the uh series x version and i uh, see where we go from there but I, uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. And this is right in time. I can talk about this during select start this, uh, this week. And, uh, by, which, by the way, also Mario uh, 3D All-Stars is coming out this Friday as well. So, of course, I won't be able to play that during the time I'll you know, be doing that. But we'll be talking about all of that this week. Uh, one last game mention. And I this is unfortunate. This is going to be a downgrade for a game that I've reviewed already, which is a rarity that I do. And this is for Marvel Avengers. Um, since we last spoke, I gave that game a solid B because it mostly aiming because of its core story mode. The core story mode itself, if you're able to play it, which you know, this, you only get to play it once, is actually pretty good. It's an offline base, you know, story mode which I think they should have really focused on. Instead, we have gotten so many bugs and glitches from this game since then. Now, granted, it's still playable, but there's so many things that is so wrong with this game. It's obvious that this game came out unfinished. This They've been working on this game forever. And the fact that this thing is doing what it's doing right now. A lot of the glitches, a lot of the bugs. Um, you know, you go into the outpost, uh, you know, to the anthill uh, outpost. And there's a part in there where like audio is getting glitched up to the point that it keeps ro- looping and repeating what some of the characters are saying. Uh, I've seen video footage of people going through things as well. Our, you know, the, the uh, suits and costumes that we have keep unlocking. I'm not unlocking they're locking up like none of us get our star tech anymore I don't know if that was something that they did until you know did until they could fix it or whatever but I, it's just it's just becoming too much um and, and did not only that the mission modes that you do play it becomes repetitive after a while and the leveling system is just done and the fact that we have a loot crate system is just beyond unethical because they said we were not going to have all this. So the more I'm playing it, the more I'm kind of disappointed by it. And the fact that we don't get the chance to replay the story mode again, it's even, it's just daunting as to what they were thinking when they were doing this. You know what I did? You know what I did? First, I think the glory and goodness of the gaming gods that we still have Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 
and Spider-Man PS4 to rely on while they fix the situation. I do believe that within time they can and will fix those situations. But first impressions are first impressions. We had that first impression when they first came out with an E3 trailer of an unfinished game and everything just looked crappy. And then they finally polished it up to a point, but we now learning that it's still unfinished. And most of it, I truly believe, I, I'm, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a developer of any kind, but some things can be just plain obvious. But I, I do have a science, you know, computer science degree to an extent, to, to a point that I can, you know, understand what some things are happening in there. But this thing was obviously unfinished. And it's a it's just a damn shame that they rushed this out like this. I would have waited to 2021 for them to do this if it was going to be like this is the reason why we should not complain or bitch or moan whenever Squaresoft takes forever to come out with a game because once they come out with that game, that game is unbelievably solid in comparison to what you got here. And the fact that this is connected to Squaresoft or Square Enix is just, it's unfathomable. I can't really say too much more about that. It's just, it's unbelievable. You know, you know, it's, uh, you know what else thing too? I never mention this and I always say this outside of the mic, but I always wonder and wish what would it happen if actually Square Enix themselves, instead of being a publisher, but being the developer of this Avengers game, I would love, I would have loved to have seen Square Enix do a Final Fantasy type version of the Avengers game. Like do it in the same art style and fashion as you would see, uh, you know, as you would see Final Fantasy or any of the other games that they worked on, give it like an anime spin to it. Because if you ever see, if you ever go to San Diego Comic Con and or maybe even New York Comic Con, I'm pretty sure they probably sell it there too. But I have not been to New York Comic Con, as you may, some of you listeners may know. Um, But San Diego Comic Con, when I used to go there, there's always a Square Enix booth, and it's just there to sell all of their figures and, and and toys. They're really exclusive figures that you can't get virtually anywhere else. Well, I got. A Spider-Man one there, and it is absolutely. I would love to play this version, just design a version of the Spider-Man, which I'm looking at right now in my office here, and it's beautiful. It's awesome. I think if we would have had a Final Fantasy VII remake version of Avengers, uh, Marvel Avengers, that game would have been off the freaking chain. And even though it would have probably took them five, you know, five to seven to ten years to make. Look, I knew for a fact that that game would have been absolutely outstanding once it was done. Remember, they did the same thing for Final Fantasy 15. That thing took forever. That game was unbelievable. The, I can't speak for the online things that are going on there. I, I haven't heard anything about the on, off the online features of the game, but I played the offline game. It was solid as can be. There were no glitches at all. There were no bugs, any of that. I was immersed in that game for hours for absolute hours same with final fantasy 7 we finally got that game after all these years that game is possibly going to be one of the game of the year it is a game of the year candidate but it's possibly maybe a game of the year period um it's just outstanding game i even give credit to marvel avengers uh, i'm sorry marvel ultimate alliance 3 we knew that game was coming out that game boom solid solid absolutely i love that game replayed it many a times replayed the expansions many a times and recently just yesterday after playing marvel avengers again and just being a little bit frustrated about the process i decided to say screw it i went back into spider-man ps um four and my heart my heart just melted again i played i did a new game plus (laughs) replay which another thing that I'm hoping Marvel Avengers will allow us to do, because if we could just focus on the story, I'm good. I don't care about any other, you know, other stuff. I want to play the, the core story. That's what I paid for. And it's a waste to have all these actors do all this and then you won't be able to play the core mission again. It's just, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but hopefully they'll get new game plus in. Hopefully, because that will say I think that will at least save the grace of them. But I played Spider-Man again. Just the, first, just the first stage last night with the kingpin boss battle and stuff like that. 
just the look of Spider-Man PS4. Shout out to Yuri Lowenthal and Tara Platt, by the way, who's been on my my show format uh, with the Naruto panel. So awesome to have those two. But and I, you know, I looked, I played that game. Like I finally got to, I got a chance to interview those two. Yes, <laughs> not over Spider-Man, but still, just to have one, it, it was just awesome. But I did, I did, you know thank them for their work before we started the panel so i got a chance to talk to them before the panels it was awesome to be able to do that but i played that game everything from from graphics to control scheme to leveling up everything about it there was no loot crate systems in there it was offline based everything about that game is phenomenal especially when you compare it to what marvel avengers is doing right now we we played a demo if I'm correct, as Spider-Man, but we never played the beta, and we didn't have to play a beta because this game was absolutely solid from the get-go. You know, we never had to play a demo of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 because that game was solid from the get-go. For some reason, these guys just did not put it together. And take note that this is from Crystal Dynamics, the same people who put together the awesome Tomb Raider games. Why was this such a problem? Were they doing too much? Were they trying to do too much? Were they focusing too much on online play? Were, were they focusing too much on the loot crate system? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that the results speak for itself. This thing is, it needs a much, much needed tune-up. Patches galore. Because if I look at that that Steve Rogers suit with him, with the uh, War, World War II version, with the eyes and the mouth going everywhere again, that creeps me the hell out now. That's like if I'm a kid and I saw that, <laughs> I would have been traumatized for days looking at that. That's awful. What what is going on here? What I haven't seen this much of a mock-up or heard about this mock-up. This is possibly the same mock-up that people were having with WWE 2K20. This sounds exactly like that. Now I never I decided to opt out of buying 2K20 for other reasons besides the fact that I knew that Ukes was going to be gone, so I knew this game was going to be a disaster. And here we go. So now we're getting this. I, I'm i still optimistic enough to say they will fix this. It's going to take time, but they will fix all of this during time. I hope that they bring back New Game Plus. But for now, that solid B is now going to decrease to a B minus. And damn near, I'm, about, I'm really close to saying a C plus. Because this was nowhere near the game that we deserve right now just it's just not and i feel bad for everybody that has worked on it in particular the actors you know the the troy bakers the nolan norves and you know everybody involved in that game that really did a great job with the actor part now like i said like i said for the last time i didn't agree with you know nolan north's tony stark he's much better at deadpool than he is a tony stark in this case but it was still good enough it was okay um and i didn't particularly like the captain america portrayal uh but when you talk overall it was still a good game you know a good core story mode and campaign you know if they bring that back i'll at least be satisfied while they fix all the because i really don't care about the online stuff and this is the reason why i don't care about the online stuff as i talked to professor foreman in our uh interview with him I, I really don't care about that and because of this because online is always so unstable we're not we still to this day at this point in time we're still not at a part where our online is stable and strong enough to handle this type of situation especially when we got everything connected to wi-fi <laughs> in our in our houses and everything you know so i mean we'll see but right now yeah it is definitely a b minus unfortunately and We'll see it. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on it as it goes along. I'm just waiting for that next patch for there. So we'll see. Um, two more things I want to talk about real quick. My thoughts on Cobra Kai. This is the better late than never <laughs> review of that. I didn't go into detail, but I got to say, I finally got a chance to see the whole entire thing in full. And oh, my God, if you are a Karate Kid fan, you, I don't understand why you wouldn't love what they've done here because they brought back the core story but revamped it and let me tell you by the time you get from the first season and how it ends and, and it's a big surprise at the end if, and i'm not saying anything because if you haven't seen it yet 
it's going to be a shocker. It's going to be a lot of shockers from Portland. The writing in this show is so phenomenal. I didn't think that they were able to do what they did. Like, I rate this to Stargirl. If anybody watched Stargirl, this show is just phenomenal. But I finally got a chance to see all the way through, thanks to Netflix, of part uh, season one and two. Go out of your way to see this. If Man, you got to understand why. This reminds you of why the Karate Kid, the, the original Karate Kid is so beloved. Like one through three is so beloved. But it also plays on a lot of things that we loved about the series. And the fact, and, it, and still bringing in the 80s nostalgic uh, portion of it because Johnny is still so stuck in the 80s and we're in 2000 and like... 20 or in, in this case in their case i think it was out what 2011 or something like that. it was out a few years ago before it uh when it was on uh youtube uh red or youtube tv or whatever like that but uh it, it, his portrayal and you get to see different sides of you know these guys and why johnny became who he was and it's just it just goes to show that it's not all black and white and i really appreciate that but by the end and it also caused an effect because their rivalry has sprouted chaos within that town. And by the end of season two, there's some climatic craziness and chaotic things that happen at the end of season two that is wanting you to beg for season three. And kudos to everybody involved and screw this coronavirus because of it, because I hope that we get a chance to see season three. I hope that they get a chance to get in the studio for season three. Thank goodness Will Smith is behind this like he i believe if i'm correct i could be wrong that he did buy the rights to do the karate kid which is why his he got his son to do it version with him and jackie chan which did not work out at all and people wasn't buying it so they went back to source which was the best idea that they could ever do and uh hopefully they get a chance to redo this because like before these kids grow up too big and, and they get too older because this is the biggest cliffhanger i've seen in years probably the biggest cliffhanger i i um i've seen since and I, i'm not going to say young justice because to me that cliffhanger wasn't exactly a cliffhanger and we actually got that back but the biggest cliffhanger i've seen since thundercats if you guys remember they did a new version of the thundercats it was really good and they canceled it leaving us hanging with no idea what was going to happen in that season so so mad about that i think that show was really good I hope that they continue this. I really hope that they continue this because it deserves, we deserve to see this uh, go through. It, it, it's, oh, it's just phenomenal. And bringing back all the majority of the original cast too that they could bring back with the exception of Pat Morita, uh, of course, because he's you know, no longer with us, but they do pay tribute to him so gracefully throughout this whole entire season, series. It's just awesome. Go out of your way to see Cobra Kai. Uh, season one and two is all there. You can binge like crazy. Once you watch the first two, ep first few episodes, you're not going to want to stop. Just right there. Last bit of news I have, and I mentioned Young Justice, is the announcement that Young Justice Phantoms is coming. They didn't give a release date for this, but it was a part of the day two of DC Fandom this past weekend. The news came during the Young Justice panel, and I was thinking about watching that show. I mean, that whole entire thing, but the truth is the way that they set it up it's kind of tedious there was a there was a level of tedium that i was like I, I did the first time but one i had to airplay it and cast it on my on my tv which i had to keep my phone or ipad on the entire time while watching it uh i wish they would have found a better way it, it, it just it became tiresome i wish they would have put it on youtube or have an app for this so people can watch it on the screen but they didn't you had to watch it directly online and uh not everybody wants to watch it on the phone or ipad or even on their computer desktop it's just you didn't want to do that you want to watch it on a big screen you want to be able to relax you want to enjoy this like we did with the san diego comic-con or comic-con at home deals i thought they did the way they did it was awesome so i opted out to watch any of the content and there wasn't anything other newsworthy than this so you know this was mentioned at the young justice panel with all the cast there uh the new season will appear on hbo max which we all found out a couple weeks ago that all of the original dc universe shows will be transitioned over there as to whether all of the other content and cartoons and such is going to be over there that's a whole other thing so we'll see because that was the reason why i transitioned from dc universe to 
HBO Max because it was announced that they're going to just be migrating a lot of that content over there exclusively anyway. So I we'll see. We'll see. I hopefully that they'll put everything over there because uh, they have, you know, HBO Max has an entire DC section. And so a lot of the movies and such that are already on the DC Universe app have already migrated over there as well. So no date for um, when this season is coming, but they are working on it. And the good part is what the good part is, this is the beautiful part is they can still work on this while quarantined at home. A lot of the actors today, uh, if you guys uh, got a chance to watch the Naruto panel that I hosted or listen to the Naruto panel that I hosted, if you haven't. That's all available on TalkTimeLive.com. You can check it out there. The Naruto panel with all of the cast talking about how they're handling, you know, cor- you know, the COVID-19 uh, situation and, and quarantine. Uh, Steve Bloom talked about it and I, when, we, when I asked him. And he showed that he's doing everything at home, including motion cap. He, they're even doing motion cap at home in his closet studio. It is insane what they did. If you, if, if, like, I'm telling you, I have the video version of it on TalkTimeLive.com. Steve Bloom actually shows... Steve Bloom, by the way, the voice of Orochimaru, the voice of Tom uh, from uh, Toonami, the voice of Spike from from uh, Cowboy Bebop. You name it, he's done it. He said it. Sub-Zero, you call it. He's the man. But he showed a picture on his phone of him in motion capture in his closet studio. They have means to make this come out. So they, they as far as scheduling and everything, they, I don't think they have a problem. Voice actors right now have it so good where they can still do their work at home at a certain aspect and rebuild what they have at home instead of being in a studio. And they could be safe doing it. So yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I really, really am looking forward to this as well. So folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break. Come back and talk about the latest DC animated movie, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Is this the start of something new? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week with my review of Superman, Man of Tomorrow. This is the first movie to come out after the New 52 series of movies and ending with Apocalypse Wars. They decided to wipe clean of that era and now they're starting things new. But is this the one that is going to be the start of it? It looks like it is, but we're not totally sure after watching this. All I know is that this movie looks great. It was absolutely a lot of fun to watch and great new telling of the Man of Steel himself, or I guess the Man of Tomorrow is what they're calling him now. But This is a modern day retelling of the Man of Steel as Clark Kent is a young man learning to come to terms with his alien existence while working as an intern for the Daily Planet, which, of course, you know, the source material would be that he started working as a reporter for there with no idea of his credentials or anything leading up to that. So back then, but he soon discovers that there are. Uh, they, there are other lone aliens on the planet and an intergalactic bounty hunter hired to take him out. Now, with everything that has happened in this movie, you would think that there's going to be more to come. But again, they left it kind of open ended in this case. So we'll see. Um, added to all of this, a man encounters a chemical accident and becomes uh, a parasite that could endanger all of Metropolis and possibly more than that. The movie starts off with Clark as a kid 
uh, as he looks at a sci-fi horror movie with his friend as he watches his friend in fear and disgust of the alien he sees on TV. Young Clark becomes offended and hurt by the response because he knows that he's not from this planet and he's afraid of how other people will see him if they find out about his true identity. So they end up deciding that he wants to go home and Jonathan Kent or Pa Kent uh, picks him up from there. Uh, Jonathan begins to ask him, did you tell him anything from that matter? Of course, he says no. Uh, we later see both Martha and Jonathan talking about his alien, uh, an alien object that they gave to him that was given to him by his parents. And he becomes obsessed with trying to figure out this uh, puzzling type of object that can possibly give him more clues about his uh, heritage. Martha is concerned about him being acknowledged as uh, different in the eyes of society, and kind of rightfully so, if you, you know, see what's happening in our real world here today. The story then goes into years later. It, it all quickly, it, it, a lot of the events in the beginning just quickly advances onto just key figures and understandings of what's the premise of this show, uh, of this movie is going to be. So, the story then goes into uh, years later as we see Clark as a young adult ready to start his first day as an intern for the Daily Planet. Significantly here, we notice that the modern that in this modern world telling that smart technology exists and is acknowledged, whereas in other movies and stories, normally when they do the origin story of Clark is always based on the 60s or the 50s or whatever like that. So this one is literally a very modern telling of it because not any time before we've seen them use smart technology to reflect that they they're keeping up with the times here so clark is also being stalked by a man who we learn later is john jones aka Marsha manhunter so he's a big part of this one too and of course we look back at the original origin story of superman there is no Mar uh, Marsha manhunter involved in this either as well as other <laughs> known uh DC characters as well. Clark heads to the event, to an event, a press conference event actually, uh, at Star Labs where Lex Luthor, played by Heroes in Star Trek star Zachary Quinto, uh, one of the, actually, really, I don't, they, they pick Rain Wilson to do, to play uh, Lex Luthor in certain animated shows. Zachary Quinto is equally as good, if not better choice for this character because of his uh his his role as uh skylar as or siler at on heroes was was the was the it literally was the show stealer of the entire show up until the point where they made him a good guy i hated that <laughs> i really really hated that so enter in a young lois lane who is at this time a recipient of lex luthor's journalist uh journalism scholarship and has yet to be employed by the uh, daily planet she comes to the press conference to expose lex of using funds to receive that he received from the government uh from a government contract as well as using unethical means to make this project happen which was to send a rocket to space to discover a new exist new world existence he believed that there was other uh beings and uh outside of earth which was true he he knew this from the jump ergo clark um he also wait uh let me let me i'm going ahead of myself clark also comes across a janitor rudy jones who informs clark that he uh sees a lot of strange things in star labs when clark is trying to figure out how he's going to get scoops like lois did with the uh lex scandal uh he informs he uh, also informs Clark that John Jones is stalking him. We see John Jones in a deep throat like setup. He wearing trench coat and hat and sunglasses as well. So, you know, because Rudy Jones said he's he's enlisted in the army many a times and he knows when he sees a shadow. So look out for yourself. Lex Lex's rocket suddenly launches prematurely and he is taken off. Uh, he's t being taken away by the police during this situation. Clark gears up, not in the Superman gear, but in like aviator gear, per se, with gargles and everything in a helmet so he won't be seen uh, to send the rocket away from hitting Metropolis and he sends it into space. Uh, while he sends it into space, he feels energized by the solar energy from the sun for the first time ever. He discovers that the sun powers him. So that was an interesting little moment as well. Later, 
In Star Labs, we also see that a meteor-like object is entering the Earth. Clark flies out to meet that uh, object, only to discover that is none other than Lobo, played by, played by Ryan Hurst. Uh, for the record, if you if anybody read Superman, even if you didn't, everybody. Superman is such a huge crossover figure that you, even if you don't read comic books, you know the story. You also know that Lobo was never part of the story. So this is the new retelling, which is now adding Lobo in there. Now, most hardcore fans and comic book fans will kind of stare away from this. Me, on the other hand, because I understand that they have multiverse of everything. You can allow, they allow creative freedom to do stuff like this. So I didn't mind the idea of Lobo or John Jones being around during Superman's uh, coming of age type of situation in this, in this telling. So Lobo is in here as well, who is sent to come after him by any means necessary. He, Clark apparently is his target. Lobo also informs him of who he is for the first time ever as a Kryptonian. Also, thanks to Lobo, Clark discovers that his weakness for the first time uh, is by using a ring which had an encrusted kryptonite stone in it. So you got the chance to see that as well in here. Uh, the pacing of everything and how they put it together is really well done. It doesn't feel like it was, you know, cramming everything in. You would think by the way I'm talking about it, but it was really it was really well fleshed out. I watched it like twice already and I didn't feel like nothing, everything was rushed at all or any of that. That was me personally. Somebody else might possibly think that as well, but I thought that they did a great job just recreating, but somehow keeping the essence of what makes Superman and Clark, you know, who, who he is as a character in here. So during this fight, now this is the part that really pissed me off <laughs> during the fight of Lobo and Clark, Clark decides to basically that for some reason the safest place to take him is into star labs which makes goku a smarter hero in this great debate between superman and goku and i say this because normally when goku is in these very similar type of fights goku and the rest of the group will decide to say like we need to get out of pepper city we need to get out of pepper town or whatever the hell that uh, town is called we need to get out of the city we need to go in a place where there's no inhabitants of human life so they can have a fair, safe fight. And they always go into the valley. That's why if you play every video game that you see or whatever like that, there's always a canyon or a valley of nothing but stone, sand or wood, uh, sand or uh, stone or whatever, or mountains in the area so they can fight safely with nobody's around. For some reason, Clark and I guess I, I don't I can't even even give him the credit of blaming us uh, as him being a rookie. You have to know that there is life. There's human life citizens in that lab. Why would you take them there? That is just inexcusable. I don't know why they wrote that in, but they felt that that was a safe place to do things. And for a reason, because Lobo in the origin of Parasite is, you know, is fleshed out. Uh, due to their decisions to do it this way because Rudy Jones unfortunately was engulfed in a chemical which made him become parasite and that was that was just that so I get why they did it but at the same time it doesn't make Clark look good in a sense of just having him do this because now he now you got the reason why and, and for some the funny part is he Rudy blames Lobo for making him who he is. I blame Superman because he led him into Star Labs. He could have taken him anywhere else. He took him there. So in hindsight, Clark needs to take responsibility for that as well. So that that was an interesting thing. But there's a lot of great moments, a lot of great fight scenes and cliffhanger moments in this movie that leaves you at the edge of your seat, especially for those who aren't really familiar with the DC universe and the characters in it. Because there are some times when you think people are dead and they're not, uh, you know, at the end. So it's like, oh, really? This is crazy. By the way, I'm partially spoiling some of the things that are happening here. So if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this entirely but uh I, I won't try to tear away everything that's on here but um some of the some really great funny moments too as well lois's interview with lobo is hilarious and this is the part where you don't he comes off as a an antagonist and villain 
But now, you know, during this part, you begin to see him in the gray. And there's where he talks to Lois. Uh, it, it's just hilarious because he's just as chauvinistic as you could possibly be. And he annoys the hell out of Lois from this point. So I thought that was pretty funny, too. Lois cons- uh, consistently trying to name Clark as Superman when Perry White trying and uh, constantly dismissing the idea of calling him Superman and talking about it won't fly. It won't go that that, you know, trying to make that viral won't work. I thought that was pretty funny as well. Uh, it should also be noted that in this story, it is it is Martha who is the one that created the iconic suit for Clark using materials from the planet that uh, she created from um, from the planet. So she created the blue and yellow, the blue and red suit, but it was from the actual materials from Krypton. So that's that's interesting to know in this version as well. The one thing we don't know about this movie is whether this is the start of a new series of movies or the making of and and making and marking of a new universe we don't know that for sure but it looks like they left it open-ended for something else to happen there were no cut scenes at the end at all but we already saw a glimpse of batman in here as well so i'm assuming that there will be another superman and a legion of other movies based upon this genre from here so there's a lot of hints that there this is not the last superman movie that we're going to see and i hope that they start doing more Superman movies, Wonder Woman movies, Green Lantern movies. Um, there's a Deathstroke movie coming out, so that's awesome. Uh, but you know, just just start doing more than this Batman, because we we I love Batman to death. We all love Batman, and thankfully to a lot of people involved in this portrayal. But let's expand the universe for what it really is. Let's really do more. Um, Greg Belanti has done a great job doing it. I want to see that in the a uh, in the universe as well. Uh, now, granted, Apocalypse Wars were was awesome. <laughs> they how they culminated everything up to this point we're seeing teen titans and you know the justice league dark and all these and the justice league itself but i still would like to see less batman more of everything else at this point there's a lot of great characters in the dc universe that people will be great to like we just started seeing star girl and star girl on the, on the cw is just phenomenal you know thanks to great writing and produ- and producing and storytelling on that nude so Let's talk about the art style and character design. The art style follows a very retro look and feel. The characters are sharply drawn, yet I love the thick outlines, which kind of reminds me of uh, the days of cartoons, which we got to see in the 70s and the 80s with a refreshed coat of paint, uh, per se. Uh, the animation is fast and furious, which was also was there something that we never got to see from you know 70s 80s 90s cartoons like he-man or gi joe or transformers you know we got to see some good frames of animation but you know not to the lo- this is high level but with this type of form of animation so i've really dug it i really really dug the look here and it was different from everything that we got to see and we saw some you know aside from the artist uh from young justice I think Sam Lewis's name. I forgot the name of the guy who does the Young Justice, uh, which is absolutely outstanding. He did, um, you know, Under the Red Hood and, you know, other, you know, movies. I love that storyline. I love Bruce Timms and uh, Bruce Timms and, and look and how he does uh, the stuff for Justice League and Superman and stuff like that. This was there was also some that I didn't like either, you know, that were OK. But this one love this look it's it's such a refreshing look uh it's really awesome i just love what they did you know this uh you know compared to the standards that we expect from dc uh animation and wb animation and anime as well did a great job with this loved it the performances actually all around i loved all the performances but in particular you know darren chris as superman and clark you know they decided not to use uh, jerry o'connell this time which I thought he did outstanding work as uh, Clark and Superman on his own. But this time, uh, Darren Chris has taken the helm of this new version, and he did just as great as well. So I appreciated that. I just mentioned Zachary uh, Quanto as Lex Luthor. Perfect for him. Um, E.K. Amadi as Marvin um, Marsha, Marsha Manhunter, John Jones. Also great as well. Alexandra Daddario. I'm actually... actually um, I really do kind of like her. <laughs> I just, I'll just put it at that. Um, blushing when I just mentioned her name. She's on. Uh, she plays on Baywatch. A whole bunch of other things. True Detective. I'll just put it right there. But she played Lois Lane. I thought she did a great job as this depiction of Lois Lane as well. Um, Brett Dalton as Parasite. Rudy Jones. 
really great. And, you know, Lobo is like the, he's, you know, Ryan Hurst is Lobo. It's really not, it's really kind of hard to really mess that role up because it's you acting like a pro wrestler and a chauvinistic pro wrestler. Like, it's really hard. You just got to have the voice. Everything else is, should be easy to do. And every Lobo that I've ever heard ever has been great, whether live action or more more anime or more animated than live action. Like the Krypton, the Lobo from Krypton was okay as well. But all of the voices, whoever played Lobo on uh, the animated series, has been great. So I had no problems with that. the 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 main The entire main cast is great. Everybody, everything about it was great on that on that front. Uh, there's also if you like I said, if you buy the um, ios version or the blu-ray version there's some extra content that you get to check out as well two cool extra segments uh that you will check out covering lobo and martian manhunter as well so overall i really love this movie and maybe one of my favorite superman movies since batman superman apocalypse like bar none in terms of art style in terms of um animation and you know, in acting as well. I, I just thought they did a great job. Superman, Man of Tomorrow, tell, uh, tells a refreshing origin story that doesn't beat, beat us over the head uh, and yet feels still new. You know, the addition of John Jones and Parasite and Lobo, despite the changing of the source story, was really well done, in my opinion. Um, Parasite's origin story was strong, was strongly told and heartfelt because, you know, you got a man who was just trying to do right for his family. He gets into a it really messed up accident and he misses his family. He can never go back because now he's a freak. Now he's an outsider, just like Clark, just like, uh, you know, Martian Manhunter and just like Lobo in a lot of cases. He's, but Lobo is the only one taking note that embraces who he is and doesn't give a crap about what everybody thinks about whether he's an, um, alien being or not. And it, you kind of want to try to take notes from <laughs> Lobo is in that fashion, but you know, to see how heartfelt he was and, you know, the sad, sadness that his family was taking because they didn't know where he was or how his condition was going to be. It, it, you know, it, it made for a very creepy uh, and heart, a creepy horror story, but also a heartfelt one as well. So uh, overall, if I'm going to give a grade for this, this definitely gets an A for me. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, once again, DC Animated uh, Studios did it again. Animation did it again. WB Animation. Kudos to them. Go out of your way and check it out. It's available now on digital and should be out pretty soon if uh, on Blu-ray as well. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys have a great week this week. Uh, can't really tell you what the heck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> this week but something will be coming up this week uh we got more gaming news of course on select start of course we were talking about the playstation 5 reveals and all the other things that are coming out there's an indie game a really cool indie game i want to talk about as well uh when the time comes for that episode so i mean we'll always have something to talk about here on talk time live so stay tuned for all that and much much more but for now if you want to check out this and every one of our episodes, you could go to TalkTimeLive.com, check out all of our episodes on there. You can go and check out our exclusive interviews with a lot of great people in the industry of anime, comics, movies, and games on our exclusive page of TalkTimeLive.com or directly type TalkTimeLive exclusive. Oh, God, I'm, I'm really mixing that up. TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive <laughs> let me repeat that again it's talk time live yeah i got it talktimelive.com forward slash exclusive i'm really blanking out here uh you could go there as well and also if you want to subscribe and download all of the episodes and never miss a beat you can always go to spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean tune in and of course it's on all of your uh, amazon devices so you could say the E word or the Alexa word. And you can say uh, that you want to listen to the AB ACMG presents talk to live podcast. It'll pop up. So thank you guys as always. And uh, continue to check us out and support us as always. So on behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go live life and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents talk time live. We are out of here. Take care.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.